Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Women of Faith in Leadership podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. And today I've got a very special treat for you. I'll be sharing with you my unique respect framework, which I also share with my clients. Um, and it's what they implement to eradicate workplace gossip. So stay tuned because at the end of the episode, I'll also let you know how you can download a free PDF copy of this framework and that'll significantly help you to also implement it in your workplace. So stay tuned. As Christian women in leadership, we often find ourselves struggling with the balance between implementing faith-based leadership principles and the worldly perspectives of our colleagues and team members. You once felt passionate about leadership, but have often come up against people with fixed mindsets who are unwilling to change. You feel like giving up and stepping out of your leadership role because is it really worth it? Friend, you're in the right place. Here we're not only going to talk about the challenges, we're going to tackle them head on with a faith-based approach that's both practical and empowering. So, if you're ready to transform your leadership journey, to set boundaries that make a real impact, and to create a workplace culture where both you and your team can thrive, then join me in uncovering the strategies, wisdom, and godly guidance that will lead you to success. I'm Rekha Whelan, and welcome to the Woman of Faith in Leadership podcast. Together, we're going to navigate leadership with faith as our foundation. Let's get started. Grab your coffee or water, keep that notebook and pen handy, and let's jumpstart your leadership. Okay, let's get into this respect framework. So when I created the respect framework, I wanted to come up with something that was punchy, something to remember. And the word respect came to mind because when we are trying to eradicate gossip and when we're working so hard to create a workplace culture that is positive and that just cultivates growth mindset, respect is going to be extremely important. And you really can't have a positive or respectful or amazing growth workplace culture if you don't have respect. So I've broken it down and I've created this acronym regarding respect. And I'm super excited to share it. It's actually the first time that I'm sharing the framework out of the paid program. So you're getting this for free, which I'm super excited about. And at the end, I'll share with you how you can download a PDF copy, but also if you want to take a deeper dive, I'm going to be sharing with you how you can do that with me, how you can take a deeper dive with me into the respect framework that forms part of the From Gossip to Growth program. So stay tuned for that one. Now, when we talk about respect, the first thing, and and, and remember, this is a framework on how to eradicate workplace gossip. So the first one is R. And R stands for reflect. And before you can start eradicating workplace gossip, you have to go and reflect. And reflect might seem, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go and journal. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do I don't want to do this. It's just a time waster. But reflecting is so crucial because the theory that I love the most in teaching about it can actually be applied to any circumstance and in any situation. And that is Lev Vygotsky's theory of the zone of proximal development. And in the zone of proximal development, he says, we have to be aware of our current state before we can move to a desired state. And 
knowing where we are at the moment before we can move to our desired state or where we want to be is basically reflection. So you need to reflect on very a, a couple of very important questions. Do I gossip? Do I inadvertently encourage gossip? Am I part of the problem? And uh, it's tough. It's 100% tough because you have to be honest with yourself. You have to say, well, I really want my environment, my work environment to be gossip free. But how can I have it to be gossip free if I'm part of the problem? And some people will be in denial. They'll say, well, I'm not part of the problem. And my challenge to you is that if you get in, if you immediately get defensive in your answer to, are you part of the problem? If you immediately get defensive, then I'd say, yes, you are, or potentially you are, and you just don't realize it. Because if you're not part of the problem, you won't get defensive because then you have nothing to defend, right? So really go and sit and think about this. Do I gossip? Do I inadvertently encourage gossip? And am I part of the problem? These are three questions that you can delve deep into. You can take some time to reflect on that. And this will start your journey of respect, but also it'll start your journey on eradicating workplace gossip. Now, in the From Gossip to Growth program, we go a little bit deeper into that. And I give you even more promptings and we work through that as well together. And it can be quite confronting to do that with if you know there's other people in the in the meeting. But it's quite crucial that as a leadership team, if you guys are serious about eradicating workplace gossip, then everyone in the leadership team is going to have to ask themselves those three questions. And as an organization or as a team, as a department, you cannot move forward and have success until you've got your leaders on board that also say, okay, up to, to here and no further, gossip be gone. And that includes us as leaders as well. The next thing you want to do, the second step under reflect, is to reflect on the organization. So you're going to reflect on the current policies or the policies or guidelines or documentation surrounding gossip. Are there any? Are there any documentation that says that that clearly states that gossip is not tolerated? This is a positive workplace environment. We go directly to other people instead of gossiping about them. So think about number one, the documentation. Are there any documentation in place? Number two are your processes. So what processes are in place when people do gossip? Are there any consequences in place? Does the leaders follow up and keep people accountable when they have gossip? So think about your processes. And it's, again, something that you can do in your leadership team. You go and think about what procedures or documentation is in place. And then secondly, what procedures are in place. So thinking about that is going to be, again, very crucial because that's your current state. And we want to move from the current state to the desired state. Okay. We cannot move to the desired state unless we know where we're coming from. Okay. And the space in the middle between the current state and the desired state is what we're going to be working on for the rest of the framework, okay? So you cannot skip R. And in actual fact, the process goes step by step. It goes hand in hand. You can't do the next step before you've done the first step. So it is a step-by-step -step framework that you have to implement, okay? So that's reflect. You first have to go and reflect, okay? 
Then E stands for expectations. And what you and your leadership team are going to do next is you're going to reset the expectations. You are going to think, and that's your desired state, okay? So R was your current state, E is your desired state. You are going to think about what does our ideal environment look like? What are our expectations surrounding that? Do we, will we have boundaries in place uh, with regards to gossip? Will we add it to the code of conduct that we don't tolerate gossip? Will we have team meetings about this? So what is, are going to be your expectations surrounding that? And you want to create a document surrounding... So if you, if you can actually have a no-gossip policy, that would be great. But I know that some organizations, they don't want to create new policies and potentially they don't want to create a policy because policies are usually linked to legalities. So potentially you want to create a guideline then. But there should be clear guidelines. People should know that although it's a guideline, it still has to be implemented, no matter what. So just go and think about what documentation should first be in place to clearly communicate to people that, they, that there's no gossip in this area. What you also want to do is you want to think about creating a no gossip pledge where you actually get people to sign, especially the people who currently works there. It's easier for new people coming on board because they can sign all the documentation as part of their onboarding process. But for the people who currently work there, it's going to be a bit more tricky because it's a culture change. So you want to create something like a no gossip pledge. And then what you and your leadership team want to do is you want to sit everyone down and you want to discuss with them these new expectations. You want to be vulnerable with your team and you want to say, as an organization, as a department, we clearly, clearly struggle with this issue of gossip. But we want to commit as a leadership team. We want to commit as a department. We want to commit as an organization that we're going to eradicate workplace gossip and we're not going to tolerate this anymore because it's having negative effects on people's mental health. It's having negative impact on the organization. It's having a negative impact on our reputation. And we can no longer, we no longer want to be known as an organization who tolerates gossip. We want to be known for an organization who's gossip free. So in, in that meeting, so my, my suggestion would be that you get everyone on board. I mean, I understand if there's 100, 200, 500 people but get them on Zoom, get them in person, get them face-to-face -face, and basically introduce these expectations to them. But don't just lay down as a law and say it's, it's our way or the highway. If you don't want to do this, you can go. Please don't do that. What you want to do is you want to say exactly what I just said. You want to show a commitment to your team because you want to get them on board and you're not going to get them on board by laying down the law very firmly. Because all, that, all that's going to happen is that they're going to build up bricks against you. They're going to, and even though they might agree with your idea, but because you've come in like just <clears throat> hard on them and, you know, like told them that, you know, this will no longer be tolerated and da, da, da. Actually, you're doing, you're doing more harm than good. So please don't do it in that manner. You come from a kind and caring perspective and say that we care too much about you. We get too much about this organization and we get too much about what we stand for to let gossip carry on or to ruin everything. So just, just think about your approach before you do this. It's going to be very, very important. Okay. 
get everyone to sign the no gossip pledge and pledge. You can even put up a little sign in the office for fun that says zero days without gossip, one day without gossip, two days without gossip. And if somebody gossips, you go back to zero again, make it fun. And I've seen this work in organizations. I've seen it work in departments. It works. People are motivated if everyone works together. But if there's only one or two people that's on board, obviously that's a bit of a problem. So here's what the next step is. That's S. So S stands for support. Okay. What you want to do, S is also twofold. What you want to do is you want to, number one, support the people who are on board. So you are going to really have them advocate for you. You're going to support them by giving them certificates um, and by, you know, doing good things for them, like coffee runs on a Friday morning or putting putting a luncheon on or something like that. So just something to really encourage them to not gossip, okay? The people who are struggling in that space where they are still gossiping, we want to also support them. Okay, we're going to move to more formal later because I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking, well, they're not listening, so they should, you know, there's something should happen. We're going to get there. Okay, so what you want to do is you want to first support those ones that are struggling. You want to sit them down and say, you know, I've noticed that you're struggling with this. Let's talk. Because quite often, if you just give people the opportunity to talk, They'll say, well, this is an issue, this is something that I really struggle with. Or in my previous organization, gossip was rampant. So, you know, to come into a new to come into an organization now that doesn't gossip, it's really a struggle for me. Just get them to talk. Get them to talk about what is the actual issue here. Get them talking and, and keep on supporting them. Show, tell them, do we need to go through the guidelines again? What will support you in this instance? So just keep on supporting, supporting, supporting. Now there comes a point where you've supported them a lot. And if they're still being difficult, they're still being defiant, and they just don't want to, they just don't care about you and your gossip pledge or about anything like that. I've personally worked with people like that. They just do not care. And it's a shame. It's a real big shame because I think there could be growth for them. But in that instance, that's where you move to P, which is performance management, okay? And in the From Gossip to Growth program, we do go a lot more in-depth and intensive into each of these steps, okay? So for the purpose of time and for the purpose of the podcast, I can't go into too much depth. So what you want to do then is those people who have continuously struggled, you're going to have to performance manage them. But again, you first start supportive. You're going to say, look, you know, I've supported you now for the last six weeks and we've had lots of conversations over this, but unfortunately you're not making any progress. So this has to now move to formal. And during the formal process, what we're going to do is we're going to come up with three goals. We're going to, I'm going to explicitly say to you exactly what it is that you need to do. Please go and have a look at the episode I did on performance management, which was episode number 36. Go and have a look at episode number 36, or go and listen to episode number 36, where I talk more about performance management. So you want to really, so you want to really just um, sit them down, say to them explicitly that, you know, I have supported you now for the last six weeks and you've still struggled. So we have to make it more formal now. And depending on your organization, depending on how their performance management 
works, you're going to either issue a warning or you're going to just start with the performance management. Then after six weeks, if they've still not made progress, if that's your organization's process, then you're going to issue a warning, a first warning or a first and final warning, whatever that might look like in your organization. But during the next six weeks, you meet with them on a weekly basis. They have to show you that they're committed in not gossiping. They have to show you that they've taken the following steps, that they've reread the code of conduct or that they've done further training with you. Anything that you come up with during their performance management meeting is the things that they have to do. After six weeks, if they still not met their goal, you have to give them a final three weeks to get their act together, basically. And this is usually in this period where people get a final warning or a written warning or a, something like that to make it a bit more serious. And then if the after the three weeks, if they've still not, then that's usually when you terminate them. Now, in Australia, how it works, and I can't speak for other countries, but in, in the legal system we've, um, and how it works in terms of termination is that you've got, you've got fair work. So to ensure that somebody doesn't sue you or take you to fair work, you would have had to give them opportunity to show you that they that they can prove themselves and that they deserve to be there. So hence the reason why this performance management process is really based on the Australian system of, of terminating someone because you have to show evidence that you've really supported them. So in this instance, we've supported them for six weeks during those conversations that we were having. Then we've supported them for a further six weeks in the initial performance management stage. Then we've supported them for a last three weeks. So that is a total of 15 weeks that you've given them, that you've supported them, you've given them additional training, you've, you've given them those policies and procedures, you've just given them a lot of things. And if after 15 weeks, if they still don't make progress, they're being difficult, they just refuse to read the policies or whatever that might look like, then you've actually got a foot to stand on to terminate them. The last thing you want is for someone to take you to fair work to say that they, it's been an unfair dismissal. So please make sure that you document everything. Documenting everything is going to be absolutely crucial because that's the only evidence you're going to have. Okay, any verbal conversation, any any email, any and please every single time when you've had a meeting with them, follow that up with an email to prove that you've had that conversation with them and that you did send them the email, you did send them the goals. Everything that, that you communicate with them should be in writing. Even if you've had a verbal conversation with them, you confirm that in writing with them afterwards. Okay? You can even go so far as having them reply back to say, I confirm that this is the conversation that we've had. Okay. After performance management, then you're going, then it goes to E, which is environment. So in this space, you're going to sit with your leadership team. You're going to sit actually with your whole team and you're going to talk about what is the what is the ideal environment that everyone wants in this workplace? What is it? Does that look like friendly Fridays? Does that look like everybody loves coming to work? Does that look like, um, I don't know, it can look like anything. I mean, it's the, now it's your opportunity to create the environment, the workplace culture environment, the positive environment, the growth environment that you want. Because you've now gotten rid of all the gossipers through performance management or through termination. Or everyone is now on board with no gossiping. So as soon as you can get rid of that, that no gossip, it means that you can start creating the environment that you want. Okay? And so include everyone in that and say, okay, guys, this is a new era for us as an organization or as a department. What do we want our environment to be? This is it. We can create this right now. 
And then so come up with those systems where you can create this environment. And again, it can be anything, anything you want it to be. Um, and, and culture is more than just Friendly Fridays. I know that. But I'm just using that as an example to show you that, okay, maybe maybe there's an employee that says, I want, I want there to be a feedback culture. I want to be able to give leaders feedback. Or maybe somebody else says that, I want there to be annual goals because I have no goals. I don't know what I'm working for every year, every year or every quarter or whatever they might be or not be. So I know, you know, culture goes deep into leadership, into role modeling, into what's acceptable and not acceptable, but it's tangible and intangible. So that's maybe two ways you can think about it is think about the tangible things like your friendly Fridays or your once a month, somebody brings in a cultural dish or whatever like that. And then your intangible things, which are the things you can't touch, like having respect for each other, having a feedback culture and things like that. So think about it in two ways. Then the last two steps is, so C is continuous accountability. Continuous accountability is going to be extremely important as part of this process. If you do not keep your team continuously accountable for no gossiping, then the whole process and everything you've done is going to fall flat on its head. And I don't want that for you. So I know it's going to be tough for you. I know that you don't want to continuously keep them accountable because you think you don't have the time or you don't want to have the conflict or whatever that might look like for you. But not keeping your team accountable is even worse than the gossip itself. You have to keep them accountable, okay? Because they need to know that they can't revert back to the way that it was. And, uh, and sometimes and often what I see this happen is that when there's a new employee coming on board, that's usually when the wheels fall off a little bit. Okay, So especially when there's a new employee coming on board, then you have to think about, okay, there needs to be accountability here. The new employee needs to know that this is serious. And also what's really great, what I find is that people love the no gossip culture so much that they start keeping each other accountable. And in a place where I was working, uh, where there was a gossip-free working environment, I would only hear yeah, afterwards where people would come and tell me, oh yeah, by the way, I told that one to not gossip because we're a gossip-free environment. And then I would say, oh, and what happened afterwards? Oh, no, they just stopped. Oh, okay. And it just surprised me. And it was so cool. It was so cool that I didn't have to, I didn't have to start being the only advocate or the only person that keeps each other accountable because people were starting to keep each other accountable. So 100%, you can also share with your whole team, not just the leadership team, but to keep each other accountable. Okay. Um, and then the last one is T, training program. So you want to make sure that when there's new employees coming on board, that you provide them with sufficient training on the no gossip policy, they need to understand. Because remember, you and your whole team, your current team, have just gone through a whole process, okay? And this whole process has brought you and your team together. It's brought your team, you and your team closer together as well because you've just gone through this whole thing of eradicating workplace gossip. The new employee does not know any of that. They were not part of it. And they might feel a little bit like an outsider because you and your team might have just formed a little clique unintentionally, by going through this really tough time of eradicating gossip. So make sure that there are sufficient training programs in place for your new employee to understand the culture, but also annual training then or more regular training for your current team to ensure that they include new employees 
and that they don't exclude them inadvertently, but also that there's accountability constantly, the importance of having the no gossip environment and celebrating, okay? So part of the programs can be celebrating, celebrating annually, um, celebrating new milestones of having 400 days gossip free or, you know, celebrating that with 500 days gossip free or, I mean, it's, it, if we can celebrate so many other things in life, like sobriety and all the other things, we can 100% celebrate being gossip free. Gossip free is, it's a, gossip is an addiction. It's 100% an addiction because people get a rise out of gossiping about each other. It gives them satisfaction to gossip about another person. So being gossip-free is like overcoming an addiction and it's something that you as and your team need to celebrate. It's something that you as a leader and your organization can celebrate. Okay, so I mentioned that at the end I will be sharing with you how you can download a free PDF. Well, if you go to gossiptogrowth.com and you scroll down, you'll be able to say, see the free respect framework download. So you'll click on that. It'll take you to a landing page where you'll put in your name and your email and then you can download it for free. So that's easy peasy. Go to gossiptogrowth.com where you can download the freebie. Now, if you want to dive deeper into the framework, okay, then please, what's next for you and the next logic step for you is the From Gossip to Growth program. Now, in the program, it's a two-day intensive where we spend two full days discussing this framework. I am going to personally give you all the policies, all the documentation, the gossip, the gossip, the no gossip pledge. I'm going to give to you all the words, all the communication, everything that the emails, anything that you can send out to your team with this whole process. Because this process is hard, okay? And you don't need to actually do this alone. You don't also actually need to worry about coming up with all the documentation and seeking advice from your legal team, which I would advise anyway, but at least I'm going to give you the templates and then you can take the templates to your legal team and say, what do you think of this? Do we need to change anything? Does this fit in with our laws? Okay. If you're in a different country from Australia, then 100% it might not. So yeah, if you want to just get more information, you want to dive deep into the program, you want me to run you through the program for two full days, or through the respect framework for two full days, then also navigate to gossiptogrowth.com and you'll be able to click the link that'll take you straight to the, again, this, the landing page where you can find out more about the program. You can download the brochure, you can see all the modules that are in there that we're going to cover on day one and on day two. And I'm actually offering an introductory early bird offer at the moment as well because the program's just launching. So to grab the early bird offer, you're going to have to go on gossiptogrowth.com ASAP. I'm only taking 12 people per program or per two days because I can't take more than 12 because otherwise I can't help you sufficiently. So there's only 12 spots available. The program's only running once a month. And the first program is starting on the 21st of February. So if you want to get into that, go to gossiptogrowth.com and then just click on the link. Okay. If you miss the first cohort, you can go, you can be in March, April, May. There's, it's going to run from February to November every year, once a month. And only 12 people is going to be in there because I need to make it a really good experience for you. 
I, I want to help you as much as possible. And then after we've done the two-day intensive, I'm also going to be available to you. So then you can contact me and ask me questions, especially when you then go into implementation phase, I'll be available to you. Okay, so if that sounds something, go to gossiptogrowth.com and I look forward to seeing you in the program. All right, well, that is the end of the episode. I hope you got a lot of value out of that. I'm super excited that I could share my respect framework with you and I look forward to chatting with you again in the next episode. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a review. Your feedback means the world to me and lights me up every single time when I read it and it makes me want to keep going. So please leave a review and your review will also help other Christian women in leadership find the answers they are looking for. So whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the review section and leave that review. Then head over to womenoffaithinleadership.com and join our free Facebook community and I look forward to engaging with you there.